Mortgage Insider is back with a brand new series. I'm Tony. And I'm Claire. And we're both business development managers at Barclays. We'll be speaking to a range of experts to explore success stories and new trends. And of course, we'll be adding our own decades of experience to the mix. In this episode, we're looking at finding your niche. We spoke to Patrick Glennon of Patrick James Solutions, and he's a broker based in Cumbria who specialises in offering mortgages to those in the military and ex-services personnel. It really was interesting to speak to Patrick, wasn't it, Tony? Yes, Claire, it was really good to hear from him. I've had the opportunity to, to work with Paddy as his BDM for the last few years, so I did have a little bit of insight on his backstory, but I feel being able to share his experiences with, with other brokers and for them to perhaps look at, at their own niche will be, will be invaluable for future growth opportunities. Completely agree. And here's the interview. Hi, Patrick. Welcome to today's podcast. Hi, Patrick. Pleased that you could join us today. Although, do we call you Patrick or Paddy? That's a good first question. If we <laughs> go with, uh, you, you're more than welcome to call me Paddy. Um, and I would normally say if my mother was in the room, she'd prefer you to call me Patrick. Um, <laughs> there's a big chance that she'll be listening to this at some point, I'm sure. But if we, if we stay a little bit informal, Paddy will oh. certainly do. Well, thank you ever so much for joining us today. So let's start off. Just can you tell us a little bit about how and why you set up your broking business? So when I was in the military um, and I got to the to the point within that uh, kind of episode of my life, I decided to um, leave and, and, and set up a family like many people do. Um, and what, I, what, I, what a lot of people don't know about me and probably just don't expect it is that I was previously in the financial industry. Um, I was an underwriter. I worked for a very large mortgage brokerage and it just made sense to come out and do something that I was very good at and and knew a lot about. Um, It was almost a safety net and the, and the, and the safe way back into um, what we call in the military, Civvy Street. And 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 it it clearly it clearly um, it paid off. It was the right decision, but it it wasn't an absolute. It was just something I thought I'd try, um, and I, I believe that the industry had changed so much since I'd left. It would be a bit of a, a challenge for me as well. Uh, just quickly on that one, how long ago did you set up the business you're in now? So when I left the military in 2013, um, whilst um, I was in Afghanistan. I actually contacted um, the network I'm with now, Quilter, who have been very understanding. And, and they put me in touch with two guys based down in Chorley, not far from where I was looking at resettling, uh, Faz and Ian. Um, and as principals, they kind of took me on the under their wing from day one before I'd even left um, and give me plenty of kind of, I'd say, mentorship. They've been great. For the last almost 10 years now, we've worked together um, and they've allowed me to to run my business within theirs, um, which when leaving the military, it just took a lot, a lot of the stress away. Um, it took a lot of the worry away. And they're just two great guys that made it very easy for me to transition. I mean, linking to that, Paddy, in terms of the opportunity to offer mortgages to the military, was was that an obvious opportunity then from the start or is that something that that has really grown with your previous service and you know how's that how's that developed with your strategy would you say i would say being completely honest it was luck and what what i believe is that when you're when you're granted those opportunity 
which is presented through luck, um, you've, you've really got to work hard and make sure you don't miss them. So when I left the military, there's, a, there's always a, you can't just leave today and then start a new job on Monday. There's, there's, a, there's a good transition into whatever is the next step. They call it resettlement. And I just had a, a great structure to be able to do that. So the look came about, as in, I suppose, uh, Faz and Ian, who I mentioned, just, just picking up the phone and, and, and opening their arms and welcoming into their business. Um, the second part of the look was the relationships that I'd built when I was already in there. Um, and I was able to capitalize on those in terms of they would recommend me day one without any reputation. They knew me in other walks of life. They put a lot of trust in me and as I did them. Um, and I think whether I went and set up any sort of business, the support would have been there. And I see that now with many walks of life and anyone who's leaving the military, that there's a big, uh, we call it a, a brotherhood, sisterhood, um, and we look, we look out for each other. So through luck, those in the military decided to use me even though they probably had a very good broker at the time as support and that organically grew and probably one customer in the military would refer maybe three or four people as opposed to um, when we look at the analytics of our business um, from any other walk of life, it's almost double. So they really do shout from the rooftops. So go, so obviously you've you've got into the, the, the brokering with Ian and Faz, as you mentioned, but that, that, that niche has grown organically then as you said as it really it's it, it's sort of from, from that initial recommendation you've been able to realize more that you could work with that over the last few years absolutely absolutely and, and again it was accidental i didn't predict this i didn't set a business plan in, in fact i probably didn't even have a business plan um we we, we sat down we worked on where my my customers were going to come from and like any mortgage broker when you start you would you'd pester your friends and family um, you'd let them know my friends and family happen to be huge and national um, within the military so you can't force someone to buy a property tomorrow but you can let them know you're there and that's where I think I'm really um, pa I'm passionate about allowing people to know that I'm here but I think I'm on their level in terms of I, I don't want to come across as I'm I'm salesy. Here's here's me. Come and use me. I want them to buy into the trust and the service that we can offer. And when we go around and this, I mean, this is part of the hard work that comes to it. We have to get ourselves in a position to be in a military barracks, given a presentation which they call a G1 brief. They will get an update on uh, whether it be first aid, um, logistics, but also finance. And, and I'm very lucky that I've been invited many a times into different barracks around the UK to do those presentations. Now, I'm not giving advice. I'm, I'm educating and I'm just explaining and answering on their level what the industry is about. And it's, I call it myth busting because we all know we can go into any, whether it be a, a, a pub or, or anything like that. And, and there'll always be someone who's done something and through their own experience, they'll give their five pence on what they think with the military there's a lot of that goes on because they're very good at everything you know when they set their mind to it they can they can put a plan together and then they can they can execute that plan that's what the military is all about so when someone has done it successfully on their own 
they'll they'll give their advice and what I'm there is to make sure that that's just one part of the story that they're hearing and there's plenty of other ways because too many people in the military don't take that step on the property ladder because of that bit of information they've heard from someone that they trust a lot and if you trust someone that much you're going to be in a position there where why wouldn't you believe them because you trust them with your life you trust them with prepping your kit and if they tell you no that's not right now they're not qualified to do so so i can get in and do a bit of myth busting but in an educational sense not just saying you're wrong saying you are right but there is many other options as well and that links really nicely into you know i was just thinking about the challenges that you do have in the forces what is the difference between somebody in the military buying a home, you know, the difference to Tony and I out here on Civvy Street, as you say, to, to somebody there who's who's in the armed forces? There's So I say this quite a lot and I say it almost at the beginning of any appointment that I'm having with the military is there is no such thing as a, a military specialist broker. And there's certainly no such thing as a, a military mortgage. And that's what they sometimes expect is there any special mortgage out there for the military there will certainly be some niche products and parts of criteria which are different to um any any other parts of the mainstream lending but the biggest part for me is that i've i've been there and i've done it and i understand their walk of life now i could be because i'm focusing so much on the military I could be completely wrong here. I don't understand every industry. Um, I've never worked in healthcare, for example. Yeah, it's niche. Exactly. So when the biggest thing for me in the military is that today they could be viewing a property, buying that property, excited about moving in, but two days before get told that they're getting posted to Cyprus, Germany, Tampa Bay, we've had it. Um, It could be a a deployment on operations. Um, and, And the biggest thing in everyone else's life suddenly stops and the biggest thing for them becomes their posting, their, their tour of duty, whatever that is lined up. So we have to understand that it's unusual, but it is true that buying the property isn't the biggest thing for them. The biggest thing for them is opening their their phone in the morning and, and, and getting notice of deployment because it's, it, it is service first. Um, and I think because I understand that and the way that my staff have built this amazing process where We've tailored it around their lives, but again, accidentally, this fits perfectly into everything else that we do because the military had only 40%, only 40% of our business. We mentioned earlier about your existing contacts and you certainly said right at the beginning when you started the business that it was all word of mouth. I mean, is that the way it's continued I mean, you're only one of you, and I know you've now got quite a big team behind you. Those existing contacts, you know, how have they helped you sort of continue to develop the business? The social media aspect was huge. And and this is something that we worked with our network on because I won't be afraid to say they, they weren't prepared for uh, the amount of social media activity that I wanted to put out there. But it was my only means of communication, dealing with them nationally, and also to grab the attention because again they they look up to certain people in the it's it's a it's a rank structure so um if they're friends on it and and we've serviced a a sergeant in the royal signals and they're they're shouting from the rooftops about how great we were then that was a a perfect platform to be able to to spread that word to to replicate that 
post. I, I will push um, and, and ask for things that um, or support that maybe other brokers aren't quite doing. But it's because it needs to be real and punchy. Um, there's a different language spoken in the military. We don't need to put a long-winded, wordy explanation for something. We just need to get to the point. And, and to do that in a social media um, or financial promotions aspect is difficult because you've got to put all these strap lines. So I can put a nice punchy advert, but we still have to abide by the rules. But I think that's just, we, we can, we've managed and learned to be able to do that over time. And now um, I think we've, we've, we've nailed it. Yeah, definitely. I guess the theme for today, Paddy, as, as we know, is, is looking at your niche, you know, for brokers that, that are listening. How, how would you say then as, as having that niche helped you know in that niche target market help you really develop your business i know we've, we've probably heard a little bit of this already from your initial start point by by dealing with the military in such volumes from the start which doesn't normally happen if you're setting out a brokerage you'll run out of friends and family but very quickly we we started speaking to the friend of the friend of someone and they wouldn't necessarily know that i'd served which was a very good in the fact that i'd served that was it the, the trust was there almost instantly so then Obviously, with the the nine staff that we've got working for us, um, and we've got, I'm not the only advisor. When when the customers are speaking to us, that's still a fresh meet. We 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 still need to be able to explain who we are, um, and very quickly when they understand the history of the company and how we came apart, um, they, they their barriers can drop and they can start to give us everything that we would want them to. They can open up and and, and kind of trust us. So especially nationally. It's very rare to start a business and then suddenly have a national base. By doing that, we meet people from all walks of life, as you do in the military. There's so many friends I've got in the military that I would never have made friends with, but you're forced to be in a in a close space with them for so long that actually you realise they're your best mate and you wish you'd met them ages ago. So we get that with customers. So what we get is we get from the most straightforward to the quirky, we get everything. In that volume, nationally, different areas of the country, different types of property, different problems. We're then able to use that. And when someone who's not in the military comes to us, I wouldn't say it's a piece of cake. It never is. But we've done it before because we've we've got something to relate to. And obviously everyone in the military, they may have a partner in a certain industry and that kind of spirals. And, and it just manages to grow our knowledge um, of of the of the sector in a in a whole, and I suppose yeah, and and so taking that forward, you know, at your as a company, you've got to look to expand all the time, haven't you? And so, are you reaching out to other sectors? You know, are you starting to offer mortgages to any other, or is there another target market that you're looking at going forward? Well, surprisingly, what it took us a long time to realise is that the military aren't the only heroes. The pandemic, <laughs> the, pan- yeah. the pandemic definitely brought that to the front line for us. I mean, my dad, he was in the fire service for 22 years. And, and, and there's, there's us charging those who have served in the fire service. So what we have done is expanded that from just the military to the emergency services. Clearly, we have to draw the line somewhere. Um, but but from, a, from a business perspective, dealing with those who have activated that selfless commitment in themselves it, it is just such a pleasure to work with to deal with and to put them into our system I sometimes uh, would refer to our system as kind of the perfect 
system because there's different people they'll speak to at different parts of the process but every single one of my staff um, today we're actually um, taking them out for an end of year team building uh, exercise because of all the hard work every single one of my staff goes above and beyond and i'm not just saying that they we've got staff that will out of hours contact customers especially those in the military because they they understand that it isn't just nine to five when i first worked in finance i'd be out the door at five o'clock um when i joined the military there was no such thing i worked six months flat saturdays and sundays so they work them hours so we have to treat them the way they want to be treated and that's by almost being 24 7 clearly we're not 24 7 but we couldn't get any closer to that if we tried mm. it's responding to your customers as well paddy isn't it in, in in that marketplace so so finally from me paddy um what, what does the future hold would you say how, how do you really see the business growing over the next few years so like many businesses, the pandemic gave us a new way to look at things. Luckily, again, because of the national base, I, I couldn't get down to Poole. I couldn't get down to Blandford um, or straight over to Catrick to do every appointment face to face. So we had a very good model built on remote advice dealing like this or on the telephone. Believe it or not, we, we would do um, Zooms before Zoom existed. So we, we had that ability to do that what we didn't have is a system so after a couple of months of um doing what everyone else did and finishing at 12 o'clock and sitting in the sun with a a, a drink in the beer garden uh, in your own beer garden should i say we we did then decided to use that time productively and we built a system we built an application that was specific to us nobody else the part that helps the customer not the part that helps compliance by doing that you can put a customer into that and they will get 100% perfection in terms of service throughout. The system does that bit for us because we've got that many customers. It's difficult to, to track. Now, building this system allows us to go as big as we want to. But obviously, we've got to look at the military. We've got to make sure we're educating. We've got to expand now into walks of life like the NHS, the police and the fire brigade, where we're doing the same and offering the fee-free advice. We've got to learn about their... My dad was a fireman and I still don't know 1% of what he, he does um, and all the other things that go with that, that, that vocation. So I've got to really take a step back before we try to get too big. But clearly, when we do step our tour into that market the fire service it is going to be as busy as it was with the military so we need to be prepared for that so i think in answer to your question is we need to prepare and put everything in place that's that's a physical expansion of our office in in appleby and cumbria but also um, an expansion of what we can what we can do ourselves because again we got lucky we took that look and ran with it but we didn't just sit and enjoy it we, we worked hard, we built, we pushed, and we give back. I'm not just saying that. We, we, we're presenting, uh, or we're the lead sponsor of uh, the Northern Ireland Veteran Awards, um, which is at the end of the year. Uh, that's a huge award for veterans in business, so we support the veterans too. I work with many charities within the military uh, to, to make sure that not only are we there as a support for any of the people that they're looking after, 
um, just a bit of giving back. And, and that's that's the way we see it is it's all built around what I learned about myself personally um, in the military is just about that, that respect for others, treating people the way that you want to be treated yourself. Um, and I'm sure discipline helped with my organisation. Paddy, that is so interesting. Absolutely, yeah, re- really good insight. And, and it just sounds a little bit to me like you're making some of your own look as well as you're going through that, Paddy. So, um, yeah, so I well don't done. think it's all luck. I think, like you say, yeah, 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 absolutely. So interesting, Paddy. Thank you for joining us today. You're very welcome. That was Patrick Glennon of Patrick James Solutions. The views expressed by external guests in this podcast are their opinions only and do not reflect the views of Barclays. Please rate, review, and subscribe or follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to get in touch, email us at mortgageinsider at acast.com. I'm Claire McPhail. And I'm Tony Rimmer. Thanks for listening.